0: I'm sorry.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 122 of Wada Hockey, where we talk all things Texas hockey and the culture and stories that surround it. If you haven't already, make sure to go back and listen to episode 121 of Wada Hockey, where we had Chris Brown join us for an awesome interview about growing up in Texas and ending up in the NHL, the fifth ever Texas-born player to do so. Speaking of awesome interviews, we have a most valuable interview lined up for today. You're welcome. That's a play on words. But before we kick it over to him, follow us on all social media platforms, all at Wada Hockey. And let's do that catch up with the crew. Last week, it was Shannon and I. Jason is added into the mix. But uh, yeah, yeah, Jason, welcome back. Shannon uh, hit me in the knee with a puck in broad daylight. She picked it up and she hit me. Shannon, how are you?
0: I'm, I'm much better now. Thank you.
1: Because you hit me?
0: Because I got some aggression out. You just happened to be the target because the goalie wasn't ready. So
1: that doesn't, I mean, it wasn't, it was a warm up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> how how have you been otherwise? You got to go to Frisco today, skate with Moffitt. You guys were repping the Wada Hockey uh, Guns yep. and Hoses jerseys. They look phenomenal.
0: Yeah. People keep bothering us. They want those jerseys, man.
1: They are definitely coming. Hot and take. shirts. Hot take. Yes. Shout out to Tidal Wave Sports. They did an amazing job. Quick turnaround on getting those jerseys out to us as well.
0: Yeah, thank you, Trefty. Um, I've been doing really well. Um, I'm actually moving, so trying to pack up my life and still staying in the area. But you know, moving's a so much fun. I love it. You, I'll so say hard. it.
1: Moving is a bitch. Yeah, moving I'll say is it for awful. you.
0: Moving's the yeah. worst. It's,
1: it's the absolutely the worst.
0: worst. Um, you don't know it yet, but you're going to help me. Thank you in advance. But yeah, about? moral support. Yeah. I'm
1: sorry, my knee is messed up. Somebody hit me. <laughs>
0: Anyway, uh, no, I'm good. Um, That's about it for me.
1: Fantastic. Jason, you're back on the podcast. Welcome back, homie. How have you been?
0: I've been fantastic, man. Thank
2: you for asking.
1: There's so much Uh, hope in your voice. I love it.
2: Well, I'm glad. Uh, But yeah, man life is great. Went to a pool party on Saturday with the little pylons. Hung out with them.
1: Oh, yeah. Shout out.
2: Uh, We had a good time, though. Uh, However, dude, I think uh, our first playoff game is going to line up on that fourth so
1: no, no, no spoilers no spoilers no spoilers
2: okay no 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 uh just
1: which is uh, it's unfortunate man because the fourth is an uh is such a cool day
2: yeah that was I, my
0: favorite day ever
2: it may turn on friday but it doesn't look well for us i don't I, we're going to need a miracle to get into the playoffs but i think uh we'll see how it goes
1: all right just look at them like the soviets that's exactly what uh yeah, yeah. that's what they did back in 1980 and look how that worked out for them it's perfect good yeah. Them. uh you I'll know the only the only thing that the uh 1980 u.s olympic hockey team didn't have that they probably should have had that would have made them even better
2: mm-hmm. i don't know but i think i do know
1: I, f- I feel like you know it's probably those insane conway and banks bags
2: you know that <laughs> sick bag to replace your old moldy hockey bag that's probably getting you sick anyways yeah. Uh, so if you're looking to replace it, go check out Conwayandbanks.com. They make premium quality bags that are built to last. It includes those removable organizers to keep all your gear organized. Uh, it also keeps everything dry with those waterproof materials and those giant vents on the side. Uh, you know my personal favorite feature on there? It's what? that built-in foot mat? Oh, it yeah, I thought you were going to change my it. Feet dry from the nasty wet locker rooms that are all over this place. Hey, but they do come in three different sizes and five different colors right now. So you'll be sure to find one that you love. Get co- uh, get 10% off your order by using code Whatahockey 10 And you know what to do here. You're <coughs> going to get your gear to the rink in... I'm really glad you're you're picking up on this channel.
0: She is. She is. She hates it. She is. I. 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 There's like a piece of me that dies every Tuesday night, but it's for you guys, so I'll do it.
1: Fantastic. It
2: It just. It feels (laughs) like it is, but it's growing. Life is growing. Yeah, that's that's growth in there. Okay, that
1: is growth. (laughs) That's (laughs) what she said. Anyway, there's still sign. There's still time to (laughs) sign up for the third line draft in North Texas at NiteX. It is the weekend of August 25th through the 27th and includes a full uniform with shorts as well and five promise games on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I will be there. It's going to be a blast. The draft party is on Friday night. That's where we will select the teams and everyone will get divvied up and get their jerseys for the weekend. So make sure to head over to third line draft. That's D-R-A-U-G-H-T dot com ASAP before the spots are all filled. Uh, Sauce Toss is the game of the summer and the fall and the winter, specifically here in Texas, because it's always nice out in the fall and and winter. If you're looking for a way to spend some time in the heat, head over to SauceToss.com and use promo code Sauce for 10% off your entire order today. Uh, I do have some exciting news about the podcast and kind of the growth. A lot of you guys have seen that we posted about looking for writers here in North Texas or really anywhere uh, specifically covering The teams that we cover, we may have to get somebody over in Finland, who knows. But we've got a lot of people that have reached out, a lot of really qualified candidates. So first and foremost, thank you guys for reaching out to us. Uh, We are in the midst of trying to launch our website and not really doing it through the main outlets that most websites are launched through. Uh, One of our friends of the show, Matt The Wall Doe he has been working diligently on building a sick ass website for you guys to check out. It's going to have all of our material on there as well as doing some coverage of North Texas hockey and kind of the, the folks that we've kind of followed throughout their career and so on and so forth. So we're really excited about that. It is going to be wadahockey.com. It's probably not up yet. It's just a logo. And then I think the filler says wada hockey logo, bitch. That's exactly what Matt put. Uh but speaking of following someone throughout their entire careers, up next is no stranger to Texas hockey or Wada hockey. He is back for his second visit on Wada hockey and is coming off a stellar season with the Allen Americans where he was named not only Rookie of the Year, but league MVP behind a monster 105-point regular season, most recently signing a contract with the Chicago Wolves of the AHL. Hank Crone, welcome back to Wada hockey. How are you, man?
3: I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. It was before uh, last year, so it's good to catch up. And obviously, I saw you guys a lot during the year. And obviously, I know that I'm sure all the North Texas hockey fans, but specifically the team, you know, appreciated all the support and all the help. So,
1: absolutely, man. It's it's awesome. We we had a really good time being kind of part of that season in any way, shape, or form. Shannon spent a lot of time at the rink. I think Jen's was like, I think she's a scout now. Uh, Cause she's <laughs> and just and now
0: an agent. Yes. She's yeah. She's, o- oh, she's just Might always well here.
1: Be. Yeah. But yeah, we had a blast and obviously just like super excited to get you back on here. Be kind of a part of what's going on with, with your end. Uh, but most importantly, we got to ask, how's your golf game going this off season? <laughs>
3: Uh, it's really good. Yeah, I'm up in uh, the UP, so there's uh, it's not like golfing in Texas. You know, there's the weather's actually enjoyable, and um, it's not crazy packed every day. So yeah, my golf game's actually looking pretty good right now.
1: Nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are you? Uh, did you get to bring the clubs up there? or Do you have like rental clubs that you use, or what's 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 in the bag right now?
3: Yeah. No, I have uh, I have my clubs. I actually uh, just got them redone. Shout out uh, Texas Custom Golf. It's actually in McKinney. Okay. Uh, stumbled across them. But uh, when I went to the first two weeks of uh, Three Ice, I sent my clubs down to them and had them refurbish them and regroup them, regrip them, do all the whole thing. So um, it's definitely not a, a style problem. No excuse there anymore.
1: <laughs> okay. I have to ask before we jump into the hockey aspect of everything uh, top three golfers, or actually your, your favorite three golfers uh, right now?
3: I would say that. I w- they're not always the same, but I would say right now, I love Fleetwood. Okay. Uh, I have always loved Ricky, so it's good that he's doing well again. Yep. And then I love Cam Smith. I think he's just makes it look really easy. So you always <laughs> like the guys who make it look easy.
1: Yeah. And then you go out there and be like, oh, if Cam Smith can do it, I can, I can nail this this 175 yard, you know, shot like it's nothing.
3: Yeah. And then I don't have to cut my hair, and that's my excuse.
1: <laughs> well, Obviously, you had a phenomenal season last year with the Allen Americans. Uh, what did it feel like or what does it feel like now kind of looking back and, you know, that's your your first pro season and you basically just ran rug shot on the entire league? Like, wh- what was it like or what is it like for you now kind of looking back and going, oh, man, I, I did some damage last year?
3: Um, I mean, I think it's just it's really cool only because um, – not only the group we had, but the staff. I mean, I, I, like I said last year, you know, I, I had a relationship with uh, Chad, and mm-hmm. um, it just worked out really well. And yeah, looking back at it, it's one of those things that it's pretty special to to play at home. But you know, it's even more special to do it your first year and kind of get settled in. And um, obviously, I had some some help with all the support around, and you know, people coming to the games, and um, you know, just being at home and being comfortable. But uh yeah no it's really special and obviously i'm uh getting a chance to try to do it at the next level and um you know i got to thank a lot of people um that were involved in this year um on and off the ice
1: yeah absolutely i mean if if anyone that's uh listening to this follows you on on instagram they see that you're you're putting in the work all the time uh, i think specifically down at the uh the was it mansfield rink mostly um uh, with like the training videos that gets that get are getting posted about you and stuff like that it was just like you, you never stopped working.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, that was actually a pretty crazy setup. I mean that I grew up in Cedar Hill. So the Duncanville rink was, um, I Mecca so to speak. And then when that, when that went away, you know, there wasn't a rink really anywhere close. I mean, I think the closest rink was Uless and you know, that was still 35 minutes. So, um, when that opened up, you know, it had been open for a few years and I didn't even really know it was down there. And then, uh, Dustin Donathan, who's the guy um, who runs everything down there, is a big social media presence. I kind of stumbled upon it and was like, man, that looks like a Dr. Pepper Star Center. I don't know where that is. And then it was only you know 10 minutes away, so I reached out to him, and um, he was nice enough to give me some ice and and, uh, help out last summer. But I haven't been home this summer, um, but I spend time here skating at Northern Michigan where I played and then uh, also in Nashville with uh, a former Stars Elite coach that um, has moved out there, so – um i was home all year so my parents can't say too much about me not being this <laughs> summer. so um, it's worked out pretty good
1: and uh spoiler alert you're not missing anything it's 105 degrees and it feels like 115 every single day
3: yeah no it's a little bit better i'm only like <laughs> probably 100 feet from the beach um in lake uh lake Lucky. superior so it's pretty pretty sweet it's not it's not the best during the winter but um obviously uh, i have no issue coming up during the summer I mean, on Saturday, it was, like, 98, and I was, like, looking for a
2: jacket.
0: Sweater weather. Putting a hoodie on. <laughs> yeah, I was it's
2: like, like, sweater yeah. weather. Jesus. Turn up the heater, please.
0: <laughs> Is there a particular moment from this last season with the Americans that you'll kind of look back on and kind of take with you into your career going forward? Um,
3: I think just... You know it's kind of cliche, but I mean this. The group was pretty special in the sense that you know we were in last place at one point. Oh yeah. And um, you know kind of had to fight through that. Probably could have easily mailed it in and um, had a quick summer, but um, no, the guys were were unbelievable. And I think that's what is so special about the game is you know when you play with with a really close group of guys and and kind of fight through some stuff. And obviously we had some changes here and there, but. Um, just the amount of guys that I got to play with, I think are, are, is really special. I mean, you know, people say what they want about the coast, but I mean, in my opinion, we had some, some pretty legitimate, you know, you could say minor league hockey legends in a sense. I mean, oh, yeah. Jack Combs is, is someone that did it everywhere. Colton Hargrove has no business being in the ECHL. No. <laughs> uh, you know, I was obviously close with Finn. So that yeah. was like kinda having like a, a, a brother there. And then, yeah. um, you know, guys like Sauce and, and Forns. I mean, it just, you can go down the list and, and just see guys that, you know, you'll, you might never play with guys like that again. So to do it the first year was pretty cool and see all the different personalities and, and you know, learn a lot from guys was probably the most special thing.
0: Yeah, it was really quite the roster there at the end. What do you yeah. think, kind of like to piggyback off that question, what do you think made it possible for you guys to turn it around halfway through the season to get you guys that playoff spot?
3: Yeah, I got to give full credit to Costi, honestly. I mean, I've, I've never played for someone like that and I probably never will again, just in the sense of, you know, it'd be like me coaching myself and in the way we look at the game and, uh, um, he's just so positive. I mean, I don't, I can't remember one day that anyone was, you know, upset coming to the rink or, you know, not looking forward to coming to the rink. And, um, I think just seeing his attitude, um, obviously he's a new, new coach and and learning just like we were, but, um, just, just the positivity, you know, everyone says that, that it goes throughout the room, but it really does.
0: Well, it's always so helpful, you know, when he's been in your shoes and he can sort of sympathize and he knows how to get you to where you want to be. If people will just listen.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, he had, he had some, obviously the blow up, uh, against Fort Wayne was probably the, I was, was kind of, I was uh, necessary. Uh, necessary. Asked about that. Yeah. But, Very uh,
0: necessary.
3: The part that we loved about it was, that you know, it was never really at us. I mean, he exactly. Always, he always had the, uh, the mentality that you know we were all in it together and we were going to lose together and we were going to win together and i know a lot of coaches say that but i think uh you know when you see it up up close and see someone who really means it you know it's a little different
0: yeah he was definitely protecting you guys for sure
1: yeah absolutely i that i was gonna ask on on a a scale of one to ten where would you rank that blow up but for me the best part was how he he lost it but the way that that rink is set up is you have to walk across the ice to get off the ice so he like he went banana lands and then he had to like do a little shimmy. And I think it was Combs that came up and like gave him his arm and like I escorted him off the ice.
3: Yeah. Shout out, shout out calls too. I think, think he uh, gave him some love getting off, which is uh, oh, that's yeah, typical yeah. yeah. calls, but we, uh, we love that. But no, I was, like I said, he didn't uh, really have many moments like that, but when he got fired up, you know, we knew it was coming from the right place.
0: Absolutely.
1: Now, let me ask you this, this, I, I didn't have this on the run sheet. And I don't want to, I don't want to cut into too, too much, but, you mentioned earlier that you're playing in three ice. It's in their second season. Your coach is well now former former quote unquote coach is mm-hmm. in the same league as you. Is that weird at all? Like seeing him like on the ice with you and you're like, I don't have to listen to you right now.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I knew him before I played in Allen And, uh we actually, I'm sure I told the story to you guys, but you know, we met kind of playing summer hockey together, playing on the same mm-hmm. team. So um i knew him as a player before i knew him as a coach and um it's not too crazy to see him just because i know he likes to take a lot of reps in our practices even as a coach (laughs) but uh um no i mean i gotta give him some not too much grief because you know obviously he took a puck to the head he's all right um i think he took i think he got like 20 stitches or something crazy but um basically the
0: same thing happened to fink yesterday so it's fine
3: yeah yeah similar play yeah uh, (laughs) I uh, I have to give him some grief because I think in in the game we played against him in the final he he blatantly tripped me on a one on one so I'll have to talk to him about that and then, yeah uh, we'll
1: have to pull up the footage and we'll have to get to the bottom of that one
3: yeah but I was I was hooking him a little bit on the back check so it's, it's all, it all evens out <laughs> as you, there you go. absolutely
2: well uh, speaking of continuing your career it's uh, obviously no secret that you've already signed a contract with an AHL contract with the Wolves of Chicago. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, What went into that decision? And uh, did you have any existential crises or anything like that? Uh, You know, going to Chicago or maybe even seeing what what life could have been like
3: overseas? Yeah, no, I mean, there's obviously a ton of of, uh, options, you know, no matter what, but especially, uh, you know, when you have a year like that. So um, there was definitely some thought put into it. But um, I knew that when I got called up in January for the few games with Ontario, that, you know, it was something that I kind of saw in myself that I definitely could play at that level. And, um, you know, I think it was just trying to finish the season strong and then, you know, coming from the coast, I mean, it's definitely, um, an AHL deal, especially one way is something that, you know, it's kind of like best case scenario. So, yeah. um, getting that, you know, was something big. And then obviously with their, uh, you know, they don't have an NHL affiliation, so they're going to be independent this year. Um, changes, you know, a little bit just in the sense of, you know, um, the opportunity is going to be different. Um, They run the team how they want to run it and they don't have to listen to anyone. So trying to go in there and show them, uh, you know, that I'm able to do it was a big part of it. And then obviously with the no NHL affiliation, um, you know, worst comes to worst. When I say that, in a, in a positive way. Cause obviously I love Alan, but my rights are with Alan. So, right. Right. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. if something works i be able to play for Chad and, and try to, you know, continue the track that I've been on.
0: Well, I mean, so many people in Allen are just devastated that you're going to be leaving, but they, it, you you're better than this level. You know, you need to move, you need to grow. We need to see you flourish. And we're, we're all so excited for you to be moving up. I think it's just, it's going to be awesome.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm super excited about it. Obviously, uh, like I said, that's kind of, you know, what you're playing for. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that was another thing that Chad talked about throughout the year was, you know, he's there to help us in our hockey careers, which you definitely don't see um, a ton in the sense of, you know, once it becomes a business, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it. But like I said, that's uh, one of his traits that um, is obviously super endearing. And I know a lot of the guys feel the same way.
1: Now, let me ask you this, because I'm I'm very curious on the business side. And, and, and if you don't know the specifics, I completely understand with with Chicago being an independent NHL franchise. Does that mean basically any NHL franchise can kind of look into the Chicago Wolves and say, this guy's having a really good season? we want to bring him up and and give him an opportunity at our level with, with our club. Is there any kind of like bridge that has to be crossed with that? Or do they have to like trade your rights to their AHL team and bring you up or what, what kind of goes into that process?
3: Yeah, I'm not fully sure. I know that, you know, the situation in the, in the coast is, you know, if you were to sign an ECHL deal and then you sign an AHL deal, that trumps the ECHL deal. Right. Um, And there's no issue with it. And it just kind of turns into that. So I would have to assume with, You know, the situation, you know, it hasn't been done in 20 years that there's been a uh, an independent AHL team. But I'm sure that um, it's probably something similar to that rule that, you know, if if it were to get to that point that, you know, obviously the NHL team would kind of have the ability to, you know, put you on their team and it switches like that. But um, not for sure. But that's what I would have to guess.
1: Okay. yeah, it just. I think it's kind of unprecedented with with the Wolves being independent. So it's it's really cool. I, I love that they've kind of taken a step away and said, you know, we want to run things our way. Uh, you know, for, for those that are listening, the AHL Chicago Wolves are a pretty history franchise within the AHL. And, uh, you know, obviously getting to play in Chicago, which is really a hockey hotbed there in the Midwest. It's It's got to be exciting for you. Uh, but kind of bouncing back to last season, uh, you know, you go into the year, you're, you're playing in your your hometown essentially. Um, and you kind of spoke on on the teammates being a really big part of it. what What was it like for you kind of at the beginning of the season and then within the middle of the season and towards the end where uh, and I know a lot of players don't pay attention to stats, but was there ever a moment where you were like, what I'm doing right now and what's happening around me is really, really special? Uh, did that ever cross your mind or was it just kind of business as usual you know I'm just going to work and I'm going to the rink and I'm having fun and I'm scoring goals and I'm, I'm just absolutely obliterating the de- the defense in front of me
3: yeah I mean I think it was a mix of both to be honest I mean I know everyone's different but I mean I'm definitely someone who um, I think uh, if I'm not bringing production um, you know I'm definitely not playing like uh, Robidoux and I'm definitely not playing like foreign, So. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, um, some pride that I have to take in that. And I, you know, I think at the beginning of the year, I really didn't have that great of a start. I mean, I wouldn't say I had a bad start, but, you know, through whatever it was, I want to say 10 to 12 games, I don't, I was probably maybe around a point a game, which obviously is good, but you know, end the time you're not really thinking anything other than, you know, I'm trying to get my feet under me and everything. And, um, it obviously makes it a lot easier with some of the guys I was playing with, um, and I think guys would say the same thing, you know, our, our top six pretty much throughout the whole year, you know, scoring was never really the issue for us. So um, yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, once I got back from Ontario and, and kind of played at that speed and, and came back, I think it kind of hit me that, you know um, if I turn it on, you know, it could turn into something special. And um, we obviously got hot at the right time. I know we had a really, really good February and um, yes. you know, that kind of, that kind of turned it into something that, you know, we were going to run with it, but um, no, I mean, guys, obviously it goes back to how good the group was. I mean, there was a ton of joking around, you know, on both sides of whether Forens was leading in pims or, uh, <laughs> me or Combs was leading in points. So, um, there was a lot of talk about the, uh, the sheet, um, you know, before the game, looking at everything, but, um, it also, uh, you know, helped to have, uh, fins in my ear 24 seven about it. So that no, was good.
1: Yeah, I I can. Uh, I think we all speak for uh, for Forns. I think we're gonna try and get him on the show. I don't know if I've ever met a more hinged unhinged individual than Forns. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, no, he's uh, he's like, definitely uh, one of a kind, but um, obviously in the best way. I mean, I think he's uh, another example of you know he's someone. The only way to say it is he's someone that you know you only want on your team. So right, um, 100%. we uh, we got lucky with that pickup and. Obviously, you know, he was huge for us towards the end of the year and in playoffs. And, um, you know, I don't think we would have gotten as much done without him.
1: Yeah, completely agree. He's he's uh, he's something. Yeah. Like you said, glad he's on the Americans. That's for sure.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, I know that you kind of compared yourself a little bit to to Fornes and Robe. But um is there is there anything that you feel that you would need to do differently now that you're going to be playing at an AHL level as far as your play is concerned?
3: Mm, I don't think so I mean I think that you know I'm, I'm in the position for a reason and um I think uh, my style of play is, is something that you know you can you can bring at any level um it's really just going to depend on if I'm doing it or not um but I obviously have a belief in myself and um, that obviously there's going to be some changes. I mean, the the game speed's a little bit different and, um, you know, the, uh, it's a little bit, I would say it may be a little bit more grueling just in the sense that there's four lines and, you know, because of that, it's uh, a little bit less ice out there, but I think other than that, I mean, it's, it's like any other sport, you know, guys say all the time is when you're feeling confident, you know, it's obviously a lot easier. So just trying to take uh, the end of the year and, and run with it and, um, be ready to go in October.
1: Now, at the AHL level, I mean, obviously you're getting to play in, in a little bit bigger of arenas. Is there a specific city or town that you're looking forward to playing in the most just because of kind of the history behind it?
3: Come on, you should know that. Cedar Park, isn't it? Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think <laughs> wow. it would be cool, obviously, to come back to Texas because you're not know, in the same division. And um, I actually have some family uh, that lives in Austin, so they'll uh, definitely be there. And I'm sure that, um, you know, as soon as uh, the flights get figured out, there's going to be a pretty big group you know um as long as uh everybody's open
1: yeah well, speaking of i mean you i think we were talking about yeah we were you talking about calendar, going down to cedar park
3: eight. yeah no i mean i've only heard unreal things about that spot so you know i know hargrove played there for a little bit and he said it was probably his most enjoyable um experience before Allen. um but uh yeah no i'm excited and um it always it always is nice to be close to home and you know obviously the higher the level the better Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry,
2: my dogs going crazy in the background.
1: It's all right. That's the new dog, right?
2: No, that one's. Well, it's probably the new dog bothering the old dog who doesn't <laughs> like to be touched. She's just like seventeen and is just like this cranky old lady who's just like, get out of my space, stay away. You two dogs, stay over there. I'm over here. So now you got it. Now you got a fresh
1: young. Face. You got a fresh young adopted pup. Yeah, making making their debut on the podcast
2: yeah absolutely he is kicking our ass too no but he's (laughs) honestly been great uh but no this is not about me and and (laughs) this is about hank here (laughs) and we want to know uh you know you're in the midst of your second season of three's eyes here well no Um, it's his
1: it's his first but it's right your first yeah yeah it's the second second season for three okay
2: yes okay that's what we're talking okay uh and so we've talked to costi about it uh before in his experience uh so tell us a little bit about your experience and what it's been like uh to travel to these cities
3: oh it's been i mean i i joke around with with a lot of guys and say you know i'd probably be playing 3 on 3 with uh whoever i was playing with you know skating with in the summer so to be able to do it for some money is uh <laughs> is definitely nice but uh, no it's been great we uh we obviously want, we've won the two weeks we've been at. So um, that definitely makes it a lot more fun. But, you know, even if we hadn't, um, it was really cool. To, we had three Texas guys on on our team. So um, unfortunately, Gerlach um, and another guy, Barrich, are uh, headed to Europe. They play in Europe, so they're not able to uh, okay. finish the three ice season with us. So we'll have to pick up two guys. But when they were there, you know, obviously we were 4-0 with them or that team. And Uh, me Hargrove and Gerlacher from Dallas and then uh, you know Reggie obviously played now so uh, really really cool group Um, awesome to play for uh, Larry Murphy it's just you know all the coaches it's really cool to see them and and meet them you know obviously guys that everyone grew up watching or or hearing about Um, but no I think the coolest thing is just the stories I mean obviously guys even if you're not on the same team you know we're all at the dinner the night before and and uh, you know going out to eat after the games and stuff so just talking to new guys and hearing uh, a bunch of different uh, stories about where guys play and um, you know, the kind of their experiences has probably been the coolest part. And then um, obviously it being on TV and um, you know, kind of the style of the game it is, it's been, it's been really cool. Um, It's, it's really well run. Um, Once you're there, you know, you kind of see like all the stuff that goes behind it, you know, with the, with all the things they have to do with TV and making sure that everything's within the time of the, you know, the NBC sports frame and all that. And, Yeah, Um, I I think seeing that part and seeing the on-ice interviews and all that is really cool um, in person. um, No, it's been, it's been going good for us. So we have, uh, we play next (laughs) week in uh, right outside Nashville and then we um, are for sure in the final. So we'll be in Philadelphia uh, on August 12th. And that's uh, awesome. Where can the people watch this at? It's on NBC sports. So cable, whatever that, you know, whatever channel that with the, uh, Right. So, uh, I wonder
2: if we can get that on the Peacock
3: app. I
1: think maybe mm-hmm. actually. Big, right? maybe,
3: no, I don't know.
1: Yeah. yeah. We'll have to we'll have to do some research after this for sure. Uh Absolutely. what's how like and I feel like three ice is only going to continue to get bigger because for for those that are listening, uh, you know, we've we talked to Costello a bit about it, and I think the thing that makes the most sense for them, which is most attractive for for guys like you, is not that you're getting to play three on three, you know for for some kind of of uh, money at the end of it but basically you can go home all week right and yeah, say no, you, yeah. yeah it's like hey if it's in Nashville next week you don't have to be there until that friday or like the day before you're supposed to play right
3: yeah so it's on wednesdays this year so guys okay. fly in and i think they say to you know try to be in you know, you just send them what flight you want to get on and and they book it and you try to be there before five uh, on Tuesday and there's a big dinner and a meeting and guys kind of, you know, seeing each other and, and uh, chatting. And then uh, Wednesday there's a morning skate and then you go back to like, it's a normal game day. And then um, everyone walks over and teams warm up together and then we play the four games. So um, yeah, no, that part's logistics wise. I mean, obviously there's it's a little. Uh, it's probably a little scary for them with making sure everybody's bags get in and stuff like that. But um, other. Oh than yeah, that,
1: didn't didn't
3: Grover have an issue already? Yeah, the first week he uh, he got his bag at three p.m. and the game was at seven. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, classic Grover. He jumped right in though. No, <laughs> no problem. So, um, but no, it's been it's been really good and the, and the setup, like you said, is great. I mean, obviously, I, like I said, I've been spending time in the UP and, and Nashville, so. My, uh, our second week was in Grand Rapids. So that was an easy drive down. Um, my parents actually made the trip up for that one. And then, uh, obviously next week's in Nashville and I skate there. So I'm planning on going a couple days early skating, like I would playing and then staying there for a week up until the final. So for me, the scheduling worked out pretty good. Um, I'm sure for even the guys that had to fly, you know, every single time, um, it wasn't anything bad. Obviously the, the places are pretty neutral. So
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, the the three ice product is fantastic. They've got you know obviously some notable names yourself, a lot of the guys from the Island Americans. Um, you know, there's a couple of I don't want to just strictly call them influencers because they are talented players. Uh, but you, have you kind of looked? And I and I hate to bring it up because I feel like kind of a, I'm not a fanboy of it. But obviously, sw- Swaggy P in quotation marks. Um, not the kind of guy that you, not the kind of guy that you would see in the ECHL. I think he's found his, his niche with the three ice. Are you, are you kind of studying what he does at all and saying like, yeah, I I can do that. I can, I can take that and put that in my, my bag.
3: Um, I think some of the stuff he does is probably a little bit more trick shot. Um, Oh yeah. You know, obviously if you're pulling that off, um, you know, in the AHL or, or the ECHL, uh, I don't know. Good for you, I guess, but it's, uh, it's pretty, uh, no, it's, it's crazy what he does. I mean, he scored, uh, an insane goal against us, uh, the, our first week in Hershey. And, um, I know he got goal the night, uh, whatever it was last week, yeah. but, um, no, I mean, he's quick. And I mean, I think for that type of game, I mean, he's definitely someone who, you know, you got to keep an eye on It's a uh, it's fast paced and obviously the transitions quick, you know, there's, there's a lot of rules that, I wouldn't say you have to learn. Um, obviously, when you're playing the game, you know, it's not like it's anything I wouldn't understand. But, you know, yeah. there's our, there's been a couple of things that guys forget, um, you know, that that's the rule and um, it can cost you. I mean, I uh, at Grand Rapids, I think we were up by two in the first game and they pulled the goalie and, you know, in five on five, the ice of the puck, it's just a, a face-off in our end. But in three ice, if you ice the puck, it's a penalty shot for the other team. So they pulled the goalie oh. and uh, I just forgot about the rule and tried to score and miss and they had a penalty shot and they obviously didn't score, but um, I'm sure uh, coach Murphy wasn't, wasn't too happy about it. So I told <laughs> them, you know, I just forgot the rules, but too many stuff rules, like that, stuff like that's the craziest part. And, um, but no, it's cool to see. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of great players out there. I think that the, the uh, the level is, is maybe higher than it seems just because, you know, on TV there's a lot of room out there, but, um, and yeah. it's it's pretty quick i mean there's only six of us on a team and um you know it's a it's just a 16 minute game but you know you're back on the ice as soon as you get off so all that stuff you know affects it but um i don't have much complaints about <laughs> about it at all that's uh, yeah i i,
1: I think pe- more people should be tuning into this i think it's a little more accessible being on wednesday you know it doesn't really get in anyone's weekends plans or anything like that so i think you know, like you said, NBC Sports. Check it out. You know, we'll we'll post some links That's about it. I was it. trying to
2: do. I was I was trying to pull up some, the video and the schedule for NBC Sports. And
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll we'll do we'll for it. We'll do some more research on it for sure. Uh, okay, so you're you're heading to Chicago during the season. Um, you you played up at Northern Michigan for a while, so it's not like you're unfamiliar to the cold. But what are you most excited about? playing in michigan calling that home for the next season hopefully um is there anything that you're looking forward to the most maybe the least like what what kind of i know it's kind of hard to like look ahead but what's your mentality going into this season as far as like living in chicago goes
3: yeah no i mean i've only heard really good things about it i've obviously reached out to some guys that have played there in the past and you know there's a handful of guys that are uh, are in three ice that played there and you know acid chuck played there so Um, Just talking to different guys. I mean, everyone's only had really, really great things to say. And I have a couple of buddies that are from the suburbs and, uh, you know, outside Chicago and reaching out to them and asking about the city. Um, Same type thing. You know, I've only heard really great things about Rosemont. And um, so, no, I mean, I don't really have anything uh, too crazy, uh, you know, that I'm worried about or anything like that. I think it's just, you know, a new place, a new chapter. Um, I've definitely played in uh, almost, it seems like everywhere in the country. So, uh yeah no it's just another another place to go and i think like you said before it's obviously a a hockey crazy city so um you know seeing fans like that um and and getting that perspective will be cool too
1: i gotta ask about the food though because (laughs) chicago is a special place yeah 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 This it's a special place and obviously you're a professional athlete got to keep a strict diet but uh you know are, are we are we looking at a trip to portillo's are we looking at some deep dish pizza while we're there is there anything that you're like i have to have this while i'm here
3: yeah i mean i'll, I'll definitely be getting a chocolate cake shake um when i get there so <laughs> oh gosh. We'll, uh, we'll leave it at that and then see where it goes but no i'm excited obviously i'm i love food and uh so it'll be uh it'll be nice to to check out some spots and i'm sure that you know the guys that have played there before will have some good recommendations so
1: yeah absolutely is there anyone on that on the roster as of right now that you're looking forward to playing with the most as as maybe far from an experience level
3: um yeah i mean they've they've signed some uh some big time ahl veterans in the last couple weeks so um i think just meeting all those guys and and uh you know trying to soak in as much as i can will be really cool and then um there's a few younger guys who um i've met or you know played against before so um seeing those guys will be cool and um, I think they, uh, they signed Hedrick from Idaho. So that'll be someone who's okay. kind of in a similar situation to me. And, um, yeah, I think just having guys like that, you know, everyone's going to be, um, at different points in their career. So, you know, trying to, to pick up as much as you can from the older guys, as well as the guys who are your age is, uh, something really important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I guess, you know, moving on from the important topic of food, what, what's on your binge list right now? What's what's Hank Crone watching when he has some downtime to kind of relax? And you're like, I'm just gonna throw this on and I'm gonna watch it for a hot minute.
3: Yeah, you know, I've I should have I should have pushed harder with the uh, in the house with the six guys this year, but um, we never really got into it. But my guilty pleasure, I'm I'm right in the right in the heart of it right now is Love Island. So, oh my god! Oh, <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I'm I'm crushing that right now um, with the girlfriend. So that that's uh, something to look forward to every day. But um, I would say that's the big one right now. I during the year I uh, I watched. Uh, I shouldn't say I watched. I I binged uh, the Sopranos. So that was the first time I saw it.
1: Okay, uh, what I, did we I, think uh,
3: overall? I'm I honestly I'd have to give it the one or two spot ever oh
1: so, really okay. I,
3: was a, I was a huge fan of it i mean i love i love uh mafia type stuff but okay i just thought uh i don't know i thought it was an interesting show in the sense that you know you definitely shouldn't be rooting for tony soprano but i definitely was
1: <laughs> okay well <Does> that mean <laughs> yeah, you went and watched the uh the wind watch the the aj galante documentary and you're like man yeah, I well, I, I
3: call back So I kind of I had an idea and that that probably at the beginning made it a little bit more interesting, but um I got to give a a shout out to uh Luke Pericini. Uh lived with him uh during the year and um I think I don't know if I've ever met someone who uh is more Tony Soprano like, so they'll <laughs> love to hear that, but uh yeah, see, watching it and and telling him to rewatch it and then uh you know, calling them uh, Italian names was uh, probably the highlight of the house.
1: Did you say Gabagool a lot after you watched it?
3: No, he was. Uh, our big one was uh, Marron, you know, which is just, uh, <laughs> anytime, uh, anytime bears <laughs> would do something stupid, which was constantly, you know, daily.
1: Yeah. Uh, OK, then I guess we're on this this TV topic for a second. Have you watched The Bear at all?
3: Oh, I love. I have and I'll tell you why I haven't. So, I uh, am a big Dave Portnoy fan, and okay. he went on a recent uh, rant talking about why he thought it was pretty overrated, and he didn't really Ooh. see that. So that was all. That was all I needed to hear.
1: Okay, well, allow me to reel you back in and, wow. and give it a shot, just give because it is. It, it, it takes Winter place. City. Yeah, it takes yeah, place okay. in Chicago.
3: Yeah, well, then maybe I'll have to. Maybe I'll get some um, – Some. I did see something online. I don't know what, if it was Twitter or what, that they were showing the different places that they were all eating at during the show. So maybe that could be something cool to, to Yeah. It, and then if, if something looked good, then maybe go take a trip. But, no, I haven't seen that. Um I'm trying to think if there's anything else recently I watched. You, uh, I'll, throw, on I'll throw myself Oh, the Say righteous gemstones. Have you watched uh, – what- no, cells. you know, I actually saw that just because, you know, if I don't have anything, I'll go through all the apps. And I obviously love Danny McBride. So um... Dude, he, it, it's very, very solid. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're a fan
2: oh. of Eastbound and Down okay, and yeah, Hot Rod. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's basically the story. Of, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the pastor like Joel Osteen. Yeah, like, oh, that's yeah. what I feel like is the behind the scenes of his life.
3: All right. It's, well, then, then that might that'll put that on the list then because it looks like something light to, to I don't have to think too hard and just watch.
2: And honestly, the last two episodes of the season have been the best like episodes of TV I've just watched in general. All right, so, well, you sold
3: me.
1: There you uh, go.
2: There we go. Yeah,
1: I, I'll throw myself under the bus since we're talking about this uh, with guilty pleasures. I can't stop watching Ghost
0: Adventures. Oh my gosh,
1: <laughs> with with Zach Bagans. Oh man. I'm telling you, if you're at all not even interested in paranormal, but you just want to watch something, where you're like, "Is this guy serious?" Just go watch like a couple of episodes. The guy still wears like all black and affliction, and and like true religion jeans. He's like one of those guys, and you could tell he's like to the point in his life where he's dying. His facial hair jet black, and his hair black because it's starting to mm. get gray. But he's got that edgy kind of like persona he has to keep. That's where he's at now. Uh, and then the intro is great. It's like, look, it says, "You are here, hell." And it's just, like, so bad. It's so bad. Uh, but bringing it back, bringing it back a little bit. Sorry. I've, I literally just watched, like, a like a movie documentary about it. So it was fresh on the mind. Uh, what, assuming, like, we're just going to go out on a limb here. AHL is going to go off. You're going to do great. You're going to be there all season. Maybe even get sniffed by some NHL teams. Looking back now, what do you think is the most uh, special memory Uh, getting to play in your essentially your hometown what what are you going to look back on the fondest as far as the overall experience um i know we kind of like touched on a little bit earlier but maybe from like a fan aspect because obviously a lot of these fans like shannon was saying super upset to hear the news but kind of not on the on the same way that they normally would because you're getting to progress in your career so maybe what's kind of a message to them overall like what was your time like having them in the stands for you here in allen
3: Yeah. I mean, so many, so many people that, you know, I could think back on and say that was the coolest thing ever, just in the sense of, you know, being so close to home. And I think it, it is a little different, um, you know, the fact that it's in Texas because it's not, you know, your typical, um, I mean, it's obviously getting there, but it's not, you know, when people think hockey, they don't necessarily think Dallas. So um, I think seeing the passion, especially for a minor league program, Um, on the nights that you know it was rocking and and how you know we went from last to you know second in the division and stuff like that Um, all that's really cool team wise Um, you know I think the guys really started to form together and and be excited to play at home once we got on a run and um, seeing that is obviously really cool and then the individual stuff I mean obviously the the awards are, are special just in the sense of you know recognition is always good but Um, I think, uh, you know, a couple of the records, I mean, obviously, uh, Gary Steffes was around with the team a lot. And um, I think a really important part for the group, you know, he wasn't always there. But when he was, you know, he came in at times that we kind of needed to pick me up. And, um, you know, he was someone who constantly uh, talked to me all year and had a lot of support. So obviously breaking the, the single season goal record was really special. It was obviously cooler to do it at home. Um, and then I think, you know, getting a hundred points and, and then the MVP thing and all that coming out, you know, it really came out in like a less than a month, you know, all yeah. those different things. So it did I would feel say like that, a lot yeah, yeah, I would say that that, <laughs> that last month of the year was just something that, you know, it doesn't really matter what level you're at, but especially if being pro was, um, something that I'll obviously never forget and, um, to do it with such a good group and, and so many family and friends around, I mean, it sounds so corny, but, um, it was was really special.
0: Was there ever a point where you had kind of like an imposter syndrome type situation where you're like, Oh, I got another award. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I earned this. Uh,
3: No, I won't lie. They all felt pretty good, but um, (laughs) they, uh,
0: they
3: they obviously, you know, I hope my teammates know, I'm sure I've um, tried to tell them enough, but I, you know, nothing would have happened without them and the staff. And um, you know, you hear hockey players say that a lot, but when you really do it and, and have guys, you know, like a Colton Hargrove, like a Combs, like a Macaulay guys that have been there. And, um, you know, I could really tell that not only was everyone really pulling for everyone on the team, but, um, you know, for the times at the end of the year where um, some things were about me, you know, um, it was, it was really special to see, um, how much they cared. And, um, obviously it makes it easier for everyone to, to go to battle for each other.
0: That's one of the greatest things about this sport is even though that is like a personal thing win for you it's still a we situation you know it's like yes I earned this because I got these points but I would not have been able to do it without my team whereas if you look at other sports it's like I did this on my own with my training and my special capabilities but that's why I love hockey as much as I do like I said it's a we situation
3: yeah no it's it's uh you hear guys say it a lot but um I think all the people that don't understand it are obviously the people that um, you know, haven't been on a team, and, and if right. they have, they haven't been on a team um, similar to a hockey team. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, really special.
1: Now, I'm curious. Before we we wrap things up here, uh, just because you got a full season under your belt with, like you said, a really special group of guys, we've had a very unique and special opportunity to get to know a lot of them outside of of this kind of uh, realm of podcasting, and and we know that they have some big personalities, and you know not taking anything away from the quote-unquote the room because there is the room so obviously if there are some stories that are they can't leave the room we'll leave them there but are there any like hilarious stories that you can look back on from this season and just go like i'm gonna tell that story in every single locker room that i go to from now on
3: yeah a lot of them are probably in the room but uh, yeah uh yeah no i mean i think honestly there's so many if I like to think about, I mean, the big ones for me are just, you know, living in a house with six guys. And also the funniest part about it to me was that it was me, not only an American, but a Texan. And then the rest were Canadian the entire year. So <laughs> Whoever filtered out, whether it was trades or, you know, for whatever reason, you know, guys moved in and out. And I think we had like close to 12 guys who lived there at Jeez. some point like you know, filtering in and out with trades and all that. And I yeah. think that maybe besides Joe Widmar, yeah, every single guy was Canadian. So um that was always really funny because, you know, I would I would get home and it would be like we were literally in Edmonton, you know, because of it's it seemed it seemed like the walls were painted orange for the Oilers game. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh obviously the the blackouts didn't help to watch the Stars games, but um You know, it was crazy to see that uh, it really did feel like every time we we turned on TV, which was every night that it was, uh, it seemed like we were watching TSN and not NHL Network. But um, yeah, no, stuff like that. I mean, I think all the guys were just, it was such a funny group. I mean, I I obviously was was close with Finns um, before. And uh, that was something that I'm sure gave guys a lot of laughs, just us being idiots. Um, (laughs) But I think, uh, you know. I mean, I lived with Chad butcher who's someone who I'll, you know, I'll talk to forever. Yeah. Um, Brownie, obviously, uh, pairs obviously left towards the end, but he's someone who was, uh, we called him, you know, he was a house OG. He was there from the start. (laughs) Um, and then, you know, younger and Macaulay, uh, always found their way over as soon as practice ended. So, um, it kind of turned into a, a, you know, a big hangout and obviously being a minute away from the rink was really cool. And yeah, I think those are the memories I'll, I'll probably miss the most. You know, we, uh, we like to, to call, to call ourselves, you know, the shoot house. Cause it's just constant shoots in there. Like the boys were just yeah. shooting all the time. It was like, where are we, where is everybody? Oh, they're in the living room again. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean just constant joking. I mean, I know there was, there was days at a time that it was just, you know, every time we, we stepped foot back at home, it was just laughing the whole time. And then we got a ping pong table at some point. So oh, that boy. turned into a, uh, you know, guys that were trying to watch TV or talk on the phone just heard me and Finn screaming at each other. So um, (laughs) stuff like that was, was obviously really cool. And, um, and then, you know, I think about being on the road a lot too, like, you know, obviously you're, you're all together and I think it's even different in pro because, you know, there's no team meal and there's no this, that, so, you know, you're kind of on your own and, you know, got, we would still be rolling in, you know, the whole team to a restaurant. and And I think that, that says a lot about the group. And, um, no, I mean, I, I told everybody at the end of the year that I think, you know, it's arguably probably one of the most special groups I'll ever play with. And it was my first year. So, um, that part's sad that, you know, obviously that group won't be, um, together in full maybe ever again, probably not ever again, but, um, everyone definitely still keeps in touch and, um, you know, we're definitely, uh, still making fun of each other in the chat. Good.
1: Did you, uh, did you catch any flack for the, uh, and 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 I and I'm sorry if i embarrass you bringing this up but the americans had a little video i think it was for like the red out or the white out and you um performed the whip i think it was
3: oh yeah the that uh, was, was, was some... cuz i i never thought that that would ever make it up on the jumbo <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i'll have to see if we can maybe snag that like make it a gif for the uh for the podcast release but there was some there was some swagger behind that there was some North, uh, twex, North Texas swagger.
3: Well, we got I got to give uh, Tony, the equipment guy, a shout out for, uh, you know, he always made sure that uh, anytime we had some sort of uh, social media thing or something that the team needed after practice, that me and Fens were were in it without question. <laughs> um, so I'll have to say thanks, to him for that one because we definitely had a few things we had to do that uh, we definitely turned into a big joke. But that's all part of it.
1: Absolutely. Well, um, Shannon, Jason, do you guys have anything else for uh, for Kroner on this one?
0: No, just looking forward to seeing where you go from here. Absolutely.
1: He's going to Chicago. We already talked about that.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Fink. Yeah, I forgot.
2: But know where in Chicago, obviously, <laughs> what we're going to be going to. Uh, you know, I got some solid recommendations, man. I'll, I'll hit you up offline, man. Was yeah, up there. That'd be great. Last for year, sure. Chicago was great. Yeah, yeah no, Chicago's
1: a special right. place. Well, on behalf of myself and, and everybody else on the podcast, Hank, uh, obviously great to have you back on. Thank you for coming in and, and ch- joining us for some time here in the off offseason, uh, in the midst of the three-eyes season, which, by the way, I think we did a little research. I think it's on CBS. It's on CBS, oh, yeah, right?
2: Yes, CBS, CBS. Uh, CBS. Yeah. That's right. That was a little bit yeah, CBS, CBS. Uh, TSN, all the CBS affiliates.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there are. "Quote unquote" ways to watch, uh, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on and, and hanging out with us for a little bit. Uh, I'm sure the Americans fans will enjoy kind of hearing about you know the season that was and, and what's in store for you. And I guarantee you, all of them will be following along and become Wolves fans with uh, with one game under their belt. So, um, I want to personally apologize though because last week uh, when Shannon and I signed off, I forgot to uh, I got to do the sign offs for myself and Shannon forgot yeah. the stay sassy. So, I would like to emphasize stay sassy, everybody. I'm sorry, Pat. And uh, Jason, you want to roll it out?
0: Stay moist. And while you're staying sassy, Patrick, make good choices.
1: (laughs) And uh, yeah, thanks again, Hank, for coming on. And don't for any reason, even if you forget that there are other people on your podcast because you're a selfish idiot like myself, (laughs) forget your (laughs) karma tattoos.
3: (laughs) No, I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely.